News with a new perspective. News with a black perspective. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network. For and by the black community. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily and wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. Listen to the Black Information Network daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, got any idea what a gandy dancer is? Or a phrenologist? What about a knocker-upper? Believe it or not, these are all actual jobs from the past, and the stories behind them are fascinating. I'm Matt Beat. And I'm Helen Hong, and every week we take a look at a different occupation that is now Jobsolete on our new podcast called, you guessed it, Jobsolete. Check it out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit Yo, yo, mic check, back in effect. Uh, hey, that rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> Episode, this is 149? Yes, 149. We got a lot of goddamn episodes, dog. Episode 149, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we, we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling. Uh, I'm appreciating the fact that, uh, you know, our Sixers, our beloved Sixers, um, aren't going to drag me out into the second round to steal my heart. They just, you know, they're going to go out <laughs> with a nice limp exit in the first yeah. round getting swept. It's like a band-aid. Yeah. Like, you just pull it off real fast. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're not going to crowd my sports session into, like, September when, like, you know, football starts back up. Right. right, uh, right. The You know, Premier League starts back up in a couple of weeks. So I don't have to worry about them, like, being, you know, oh, man, I got to make time for the Sixers, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were They'll nice be... enough to be like, fuck it, we're not even gonna bother. Right. Jesus. I I my fear is that after all of this, you know, the process and this, you know, potential and, you know, us, you know, almost beating the Raptors, you know what I mean? That there's like my fear, all of this like hope that we've had over the past few years, my fear is that we're going back into another Sixers dark age because they, they could very well yeah. blow up this team oh yeah and then we got to start from ground start zero the process again. all over again baby <laughs> man they're gonna do like a part two yeah what's the, what's the marketing game plan on the process part two y'all gonna have like the little trust the process again little t-shirts and shit ttp the sequel man look <laughs> terrible <laughs> fucking just, terrible listen just bring sam hinky back Ooh. we just rerun the whole thing what the fuck is Sam Hinkie doing right now? Uh, last I saw, like from like an interview, this was a couple of years ago. He was just like hanging out in uh, in like Seattle and shit, <laughs> and like you know what I mean, reading. Yeah. <laughs> I pictured him like uh, sitting by the window, and it's like raining a yeah. little bit. <laughs> He's just reading. He owns a Starbucks somehow. Probably. I mean, dude, they paid him like crazy money. So right, right. Um, Man. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I'm a little 
taken aback by that with the Sixers and a little sad because I was like excited for the Sixers to come back, basketball to come back as a whole. Yeah. Um, and then my like my second team is the Blazers, and they're probably going to lose to the Lakers more than likely. Um, mm-hmm. And so like I really don't have another team to like root for. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once the Sixers are out of the conversation. For me, it's like I yeah yeah I'll have like I usually generally like I love LeBron. I generally I'm like you know I want LeBron to win. You know I want him to be successful. So generally I'll root for LeBron. You know what I mean wherever he's at over the past few years. But yeah, you know if for me if like if the Sixers are out, I'm like. I can still enjoy it, yeah. but I'm generally my heart's not the same. Yeah, I mean, like it's not I know in it the same. I know, like you're big enough a LeBron fan. You legit was thinking about like growing your hair back in and letting it struggle like he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just in solidarity, <laughs> have like half a hairline yeah. in solidarity for LeBron. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. Nah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, like I'm interested. I'm gonna watch. Like I'll watch like matchups that I'm interested in. Yeah, um, I'll root against Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah, fucking Jamie Foxx and Booty Call. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Jamie Foxx Booty Call. Um, yeah, so like I'll watch and like I'll root against the Greek Freak and Boston. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll root with, you know, I'll watch in like anger and, dis- and spite. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I fuck with uh, Dame, so my, 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 uh, yeah, I see, might ride that train. I don't know. I want to see Portland do well, man. Like, you yeah. know, Portland's Philly West since Sheed was there anyway. Right. You know what I right. mean? So, you know, I I, I love Brandon Roy. I'm so mad when his mm-hmm. knees, like, just betrayed him. And, like, yeah. you know, I like I love Dame. CJ from Lehigh. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So There's connections there. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ambush. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, shout out to Amb. Shout out to uh, uh, everybody Morgan, out there. Yeah, the Morgan. Team yeah. out there. Yeah. All Rafan Sophisticates. Go listen to them. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, But, uh, yeah, dog. I don't know, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping Dame and them take them to seven. So I at least could be like, yo, listen, y'all, y'all balls your heart out. I gave them a run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, dog, you know what it is, too? Like, I'll be watching them games and I'm like, we don't got nobody like this, man. We don't got nobody who's just a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like Dame's a bucket. Like every yeah. time he's got the ball, I'm like, oh, he can, he's gonna score. Yeah, and you're not gonna stop him. Yeah, and like even as much as I love Embiid, Embiid ain't that. Like you know what I no. mean? And like no. Ben ain't that. It's just like Dame's a bucket. Like Dame has the rock. I'm like, oh, he's gonna score here. Mm-hmm. I just like I was watching this shit. Was it game? It was game three. Because game two they got their ass whipped. So game three, the Sixers uh, was close. I was telling you this. Like, they were close in the end of the game. And I'm just like, I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody on the floor that's mm-hmm. going to get a bucket. Like, I just don't trust nobody. Yeah. And B's going to make a bad decision. And, like, what does he do? They throw it to him in the post, and he tries to get a foul called against uh, Enos Cantor and, like, gets the ball blocked, and he falls on the ground. No, no foul call. And they go the other way, and next thing you know, it's like a flip of the score, and it's like, yep. This is why. This is why I don't have no fucking faith in this team, man. Yeah. So hard, dog. It's so fucking hard, man. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, 
it's not like the city hasn't been deprived. You know what I mean? The Eagles won a few years ago. You know, we we still appreciate that shit. But like our our droughts, it's nothing, you know, like Cleveland. Yeah. You know what I mean? But our droughts have been a little crazy. I mean, since you know eighty one since eighty three, dog. So <laughs> fucking three dog. Essentially my whole life. Like Right. Right. I have a very vague memory of that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like among my earliest memories. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I was working on um I wrote a hip hop uh timeline of the Sixers. You know what I mean? So it was, it was like, like different. So it was like the life cycle of the mascot hip hop or <laughs> I definitely referenced the mascot <laughs> hip hop. But I you know I had like the AI yeah. and uh Jada Kiss commercial throwback Mitchell and S shit, you know, just like different little like hip hop and Sixers related intersections. And I wrote about uh, a Philly rap group called Galaxy Five made a record in celebration of the Sixers winning the chip. Yeah. And it was fucking 1983. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like researching this record and I'm like, dog, this is so long ago. We like we need this shit to turn itself around, but I don't see how it can at this point. Nah, I don't know, man. I I don't know. Like, listen, Brett's gonna be out of here. Yeah, and like, gotta go. You know, Brett ate shit for years. <clears throat> Excuse me, he had to eat shit for years for real. Like they, you know, they changed the one year he had like thirty-seven different players on the roster or some shit like that. Like some ridiculous shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, so he he deserved another year after last year. He did. So yeah, you couldn't right. you couldn't just pull the chair out from under him. Yeah, but might th- happen this year though. Nah, yeah, like dude, you were too much talent on this team and way too much money in this team to not be better than a fucking six seed. And right. like a large part of that falls on the coach not being able to figure out how to play these guys. Like yeah, it just does. And yeah. You know, part of that falls on the front office, and, you know, Elton might have to go, too. Um, and, you know, it is what it is, dog. Like, I I can't help it. But, like, you got some – sometimes motherfuckers – sometimes heads got to roll, dog. Yeah. Sometimes heads got to roll. They need to have, you know, me and you, like, in a buddy comedy type situation. Yeah, right where the, like, yeah. You know, John and Josh, we give y'all the keys to the organization. Yes. And we figure out a way to, you know, make it happen and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a clipboard. You yelling at Embiid. Yeah, you know it's saying? like an underdog tale type thing. You know what I mean? Like, yo, they did it. Whoopi was coaching the Knicks. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so. Dog, 90s screenwriters. <laughs> the cocaine was so beautiful. Yeah. Niggas was like, was like listen, it's the New York Knicks. But their coach is Whoopi Goldberg. Don't, she was in another movie where she was like a partner with a dinosaur as cops. <laughs> right, right. So like, like a dino cop yeah. situation. So listen, like there was a lot. Like I know the '80s gets filled with like, oh, yo, it's cocaine and Scarface was written on nothing but cocaine. Yo, the 90s wasn't straight far from that, dog. Yeah, wasn't much better, dog. I just watched, uh, listen, I watched Joanna Man. <laughs> Ter- terrible, unrealistic movie. Terrible. No one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> Nobody noticed until, mind you, this nigga was averaging like 50 points a game. He didn't, exist. He didn't exist in the world until <laughs> he needed, until Man. he was on a, a, a WNBA team. That shit, like, at one point, he, like, got a fast, he's on the fast break, 
And he like dunks the shit. I think the nigga shattered the backboard. <laughs> and his wig fell off. And then everybody was like, oh, Joanna Man's. <laughs> There's man in her name. <laughs> so yeah. yeah Joanna it, Man was in a long line of like, uh, what's that 80s movie where the dude like black faces to get to college and shit? Like. Oh, uh, it's like Soul Man. Soul Man, yeah, like yeah, it's it's along those lines of like, yo, like we'll we'll we don't really have a con- we have this idea and we'll just build the whole movie around that around it, yeah. Like life is so much easier as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a black dude. It'll be so easy for yeah. me. Right? Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's your premise. Yeah, that's did dope. you see? Dog, I can't think of the name of this shit, but. <laughs> Listen to me, like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, where this guy is like a white dude who dresses up as a black woman to be a radio host. Yes, I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Yeah. It's like the white man's Joanna man. Y- yeah, I, dog. I don't know where like you would do that and think like, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> right? Oh man, they gotta let us write movies, dog. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Got, we got better. We got better ideas in the group chat. Yes, than this shit. Yes, definitely. Uh, yo, I revisited something else, dog. Another like old school shit. shit. So I, Thundercats just got put up on uh, Hulu. Really, the old Thundercats? Yes. First of all, man, there's only two seasons. I was like, wow, I thought it, I thought it was longer than that. I thought there was way more than that. Don't didn't them shit seem mad long? Yeah, and they then did. You, like revisit them later. It's like, oh, Animaniacs was like a season <laughs> and a half or some shit. Here's the thing, though, dog. It's 63 episodes for, like, the fucking first season. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's why I felt like it was on forever. It's because a fucking season had 60 episodes in it. They played that shit year round. Yeah. (laughs) What I realized, though, dog, in, like, you know, Step Back 2020 Vision, Thundercats was colonizers, dog. Ooh, explain. So they landed on Third Earth and... You know, Mum Rogers there chilling, like, you know what I mean? It's his planet. Wow. And they come into the planet trying to take over, fighting with the natural inhabitants. You know what I yeah. mean? And convince us that they're yeah. the good guys. And convinced us they're the good guys, yo. It's like Israel Palestine. <laughs> Thundercats <laughs> is deep, man. Yo. What? Thundercats was deep, dog. That's so crazy. I'm I'm definitely watching that shit. You know what else? I, I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, Panthro's voice sounds wild familiar. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and it's the granddad from the Cosby show. Right. I didn't right. know that. And I'm just sitting there going like, yo, why does his voice sound so familiar? And I'm like, I guarantee you as soon as I see Bull Face, I'm going to know where it's from. And I oh, looked it is. up and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I know exactly where this is from. Like, I think Didn't he pass a few years ago? I think so, yeah. I remember people putting up memes and saying that he was the guy yeah, from okay. uh, Thundercats. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I heard it. I'm listening to his voice, and I'm like, his voice sounds wild familiar. Yeah. Um, look like he he sounded like he'd been joking around with Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Doug, I was like, I'm watching Thundercats. And to be honest with you, a lot of these 80s cartoons are not good. Like, you go back no. and watch them again, you're like, wow, this is... No. A lot of this was done in your head. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of <laughs> your imagination filled yeah, in. It filled place. in a lot of the gaps, dog. Yo. Um 
because there's like not much that happens in a lot of these cars. Like I watched like four episodes and I'm like, there's not much that happens in any of right. this. This nigga swing from trees. I swore. The sword gets bigger. Yeah, I swore there was a lot more like shit going on in these cartoons. It's like your head just kind of like fills in the action. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Wow, it just wasn't much going on, dog. Like, Oh, man. I really want. I, I love Thundercats as a kid. I really want to watch this. Shit <laughs> Go back and watch it, dog. Like cancel all Yo. your plans and watch right. and watch sixty three episodes. Watch them all straight. Yeah. Dog. If I still did drugs, <laughs> <laughs> I could a hundred percent watch sixty Thundercats episodes now. Now uh, my attention span. That's crazy too. Because when your kids, they teach you like, yeah, drugs will fuck up your attention span, dog. I never had greater attention yeah when you then when like weed and like meditation were in my life mm-hmm. heavy simultaneously now i don't really do either yeah and <laughs> my my mind is like it's like a monkey i'm like all over the place yeah, yeah. it's crazy though so i watched uh i was watching like one of the like dc animated movies the other day but what happened was i had took um this nerve medicine for my back um, like mm. they gave me this new medicine for the the nerve issues with my back, and I took it and then I smoked right on top of it, and I oh, I forgot like I I had smoked after taking it before, and nothing happened. But mm. it was normally like an hour, two hours in between taking it and then smoking. This time I had like popped it and like fifteen minutes later like was blowing. Mm. Dog, that shit. All of a sudden, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I started freaking out. Like, I was like, yo, the TV is way too loud. Like, because it's all these explosions and shit going on. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, yo, dog, like, the the cartoon turned into, like, real life on the TV screen for a few minutes and shit. I was like, what is going on, dog? Yo. Oh, man. I mean, it was really cool, like, (laughs) when I was watching it. I thought this was a cautionary tale. Nah, I mean, do drugs, huh? Like, you know what I mean? Yo. Do lots of drugs, mix them all up. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Man. That's the worst feeling when the shit is, like, overwhelming. Yeah, that's what happened. It, like, then I started to, like, freak because I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And my head started doing the, like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Why am I this high this time? Because it's the same strain I've been smoking, so it's not mm-hmm. like it was a different strain. Um, even like the same bag of stuff that I've smoked before. So it's not like, right. Oh, this strain was just, like, this bag was just like laced with something. It was literally yeah, like, yeah. and like I had it now in my head trying to do the math and I'm like, Oh shit. I just took that nerve med. It mm-hmm. must be like interacting really weird with this shit. Um, oh, shit. I thought I heard my daughter like screaming upstairs and shit. Oh no. And like, so I ran upstairs and I'm like, nah, no, what's wrong? And she's like, she was like in her bed, like watching YouTube on her phone. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, nothing, nothing. What are you talking about? I said, why was you screaming then? And she was like, I wasn't screaming. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm really bugging out. <laughs> Yo, your eyes was probably mad bugged yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck it's is like going one, on? It's like one of those commercials. Like, the PS, like what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, nothing, dad. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I was bugged out, dog. It was a it was a rough night. Holy shit, man! I ain't had one of them in a while. Yeah, and I have God it. Like, damn. <coughs> excuse me. Most times it's just chill. Like I smoke chill. Like it's all good. 
Yeah. This time, dog, I, it was a bad reaction, yo. <sighs> Shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, good times, dog. Mixed drugs do lots of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Uh, we should um, probably hop out to a break. You said what? We should probably hop to a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's hop into a break and then uh, come back in and chat about all the crazy stuff that's been happening. Yes. And in, and about some movie stuff that we, you know, a couple documentaries that we watched definitely. this week. Yeah, definitely. Word. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lopkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. News with a new perspective. I'm Morgan Wood in Washington, D.C. News with a black perspective. I'm Mike Stevens in Tampa. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network for and by the black community. Dedicated to 24-7 news and information. I'm Julius White in Atlanta. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. I'm Vanessa Tyler in New York. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily. And wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. With reporters across America bringing you the latest news, traffic, weather, and sports. I'm Doug Davis from Las Vegas. Delivering breaking news that puts us first. Because our insight matters. Our stories matter. And the truth matters. And the Black Information Network Daily is designed to inform, engage, and empower the Black community. Now is our time. Listen to the Black Information Network Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom! Right back at it. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting and and not a definitely not a surprise to uh, you and I because we've kind of we've talked about this and, and hashed it out and our I would say our feelings probably haven't changed about it. Uh, but Meg The Stallion came out uh, this week and named essentially named. Tory Lanes in like shooting her and led me at least I won't speak for you but led me at least to believe she was saying that he did it intentionally yeah you know because I remember there was a uh, you know when it happened people were like you know oh, was it a mistake or you yeah. know people get people get shot in the foot on accident all the motherfucking time yeah you know what I mean but according to her what it seemed like from uh what she was saying on Instagram is like this motherfucker shot her on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It was like oh. they got into an argument, or people were arguing in the car, and then like she was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get out." It got out, and like he just started shooting outside the car. Yeah, I don't know how he gonna come back from this shit, dog. Me neither. Me it's neither. Cr- <clears throat> it's crazy because 
if you think about it, just two months ago, his profile with like that quarantine, quarantine, and he had the Jones like shaking their ass and yeah. shit on Instagram. His profile was dumb high. Yep. And like he was like, people were like, yeah, you know, we rocking with this dude. I said the list. I was like, yo, when uh, this quarantine shit is over, Tory Lane's gonna be on like another level. Him and like his homie that was doing like the ad libs and shit, they gonna be able to do appearances everywhere. Yeah, because that shit was so popular. But now after this shit, I don't know. I don't know, bro. The first of all, he's Canadian. So, this shit happened in the, in the States, right? thought it was L.A. Yeah. yeah, L.A., right? There's a good chance he can lose his fucking, uh, his his ability to come to the States. Yeah. He's um, supposed to be shooting nobody in nobody else's country. They tried to export Slick Rick, and trust me, Slick Rick's cultural impact is way more than Sorry Lakes. <laughs> right. So... You know they could they tried to deport fucking slick they can deport fucking Tory Lane's ass um, yeah yeah so I mean there's a there's a chance that like he doesn't fucking he's not even able to come back to the states at least on like a real real basis um, yeah yeah man like especially like yo you shot a woman for no reason other than you were angry at her yeah like I you know. There's there's two sides of like how people have responded. Was well, multiple sides of how people have responded to this. People are like, you know, um, well, why the fuck would he do that? That yeah. seems so crazy. But then I hear women say like, why do men ever need a reason? Yeah, that's to be violent true. towards yeah. women. And even I, I like to think of myself. Excuse me, I like to think of myself as like a rational thinking person. But there's something in the back of my mind. It's like, nigga, why the fuck would you do that? Yes. <laughs> like, it seems so crazy. Like, somebody's arguing with you. Y'all are two of the, you know, most famous artists, you know what I mean, in y'all's particular lane. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, why would... What would go through your head to think, like, yo, this is a good idea? Yeah. I'm going to shoot Meg the Stallion today. Yeah, like... Like, what? Why? Why would you go like, yo, this is a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking shoot Meg the Stallion. Because we're in yeah. an argument. Like, And I get, like, women are completely right. Like, men have been violent towards women for no reason for a very long time. So it's not yeah, like this is... This is the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like this is some new thing. But, like, just why would that go through your fucking head at yeah. all, dog? I need to know that this nigga was on like Mad Coke or something, or he was wetted up, or yeah. I, I, I gotta know something, unless, or, or you're just a psycho, because yeah. that's like psychopath shit. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't get it, dog. And like I know there's a lot of people talking about like, oh, she why she snitch and say his name and shit like that, but it's like, um, fam, she was assaulted. Like you know right. what I mean? She wasn't like if me and you go do a crime, me and you go rob a bank, right? Uh huh. I get caught. You don't. You get away scot free. I get. I go down to the uh, to uh, the 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 station, and I start saying like John Morrison was with me. Mm-hmm. He lives at so and so and so. Go get him too. Mm-hmm. Then I snitched. Yep. The literal definition. <laughs> if you are just a fucking 
like civilian and you did nothing wrong in the situation and you say, hey, this person shot me, you're not a snitch. Right. And like what I love, there was a lot of I've seen a lot of people online, like especially on Twitter being like it's dudes like who've never done anything in their life. Right. And they're like, but she snitches. <laughs> like the nerdiest <laughs> yeah. niggas that used to have like the Dragon Ball Z button ups yeah. and shit. The nerdiest <laughs> niggas. That's like, yo, man, you you know the code. But that's that kind of stuff is kind of infiltrated to popular culture through rap music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That 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 idea of like not being a snitch and holding it down. I, you know, I do not trust the police. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? At at all. And I, I fully understand not talking to them. You know what I mean? They're not on our side with any of this shit. Yes. Homegirl got mm-hmm. shot. She's like, she not about this fuck shit that y'all talking about. No. She was a victim of, a, of an assault with a deadly ass weapon. Yes. You know what I'm saying? She got every right to be like, nah, this motherfucker did this to me. Yeah. But you can't take niggas' word. Niggas that be on Twitter saying shit like that, it's it'd be like the herbest niggas ever. Yeah. You you can't take no or put any kind of stock in that. Well, like I said, like I posted this shit the other day. It was like, yo, motherfuckers love Cam. Cam went on TV <laughs> and was like, Jay-Z tried to have me murdered. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he said it in a song. Yeah. He's like, I know I saw it I was in DC. <laughs> the diamond up. He said it in a song. Like, no one calls Cam a snitch. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Nobody gave Cam shit like that. But I think also um, there's, like, a subtext to that. Women are expected to be uh, the victims of violence. And they keep their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just like, keep Accepted. it moving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I feel like that's, like, the underlying subtext of this conversation. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Men won't outright say it, but I feel like that's what's coloring the discussion. It's this expectation of women to like take violence, suffer in and silence, just, right? So it, absolutely, suffer in silence. Yeah, absolutely, it, the the culture that we live in, whether it be patriarchy or white supremacy, like the people who are the subject of the oppression are expected to suffer in silence. Yeah, you see how how agitated uh, white people get. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought you know a, a broader context to it. You see how agitated white people get. When black people talk about the bad things that they do to us, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they get mad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And men react the same way. Men mm-hmm. have a, a emotional response to women talking about things that happen to them at the hands of men. I've had that happen where I'm reading the shit and it makes me feel a way. Mm-hmm. That shit's conditioning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we need to understand that it's not okay. To feel that way, but understand that that's natural at first to be like, yeah, but like, it's not me. Like, I don't do that. But it's like, yeah, no, it's not. all. It's like dudes who go like, well, it's not all men that do this. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's not all men. But like, we're right. addressing men as a unit. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, right. as a demographic, we fucking up. Yes. So I think it's important to look at it that way. Um, but uh, I did want to, uh, I wanted to, uh, talk about uh BET's chronicles that they did the um it's like documentaries mm-hmm. um for the no limit and for rough riders um yeah 
I watched the docu series. Yeah. yeah, I watched the first episode of the Rough Riders joint, and then like a clip of another one, mm-hmm. um, and then watched the first episode of the No Limit one, um, and like a, I it said episode two, but it was only like twelve minutes long, so I don't think mm-hmm. it's the whole episode. Um, Little teaser. Yeah, um, but I think they're like you know shout out to BET because both of these I think were done very very well. Yo, I said this earlier when we were watching the uh, Rough Riders one. BT's content has been really good over the past few years. They did that new edition movie. Yes, that was that really was really good. good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, is unsung is BT no unsung is uh, TV one TV one yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, BT has been like kicking ass with uh, some of their content lately. You know, the award shows have gotten better. Yeah, they they've been representing it and they really. These uh, the Rough Riders and No Limit documentaries are really well done. You know they look beautiful. Yes, um, they're well researched. They're really in depth. You know what I mean? Definitely. They're playing like Master P demo tapes and shit. Yeah, their team like really got busy on this. Show. I'm not trying to say it like I'm surprised. Yeah, because these people are professionals. This is what they do. I'm just uh, appreciative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That they that they did this shit and. You know, one, like you said, you know, I, I also watched the first uh, episodes of each of these and the teasers of the episode two. Um, DMX's story is out of control. Yes. You know what he I mean? Like, his, like, he legit could have a bio picked on about him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, somebody, I can't think of who it was. It was somebody on Twitter. Bless you. It was somebody on Twitter that said um, that DMX, you could make, you could write a book or write or uh, make a film about his whole life story, and you could end it when he gets a record deal. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. 100%. Like you could end it with the Def Jam side. That's how like wild and chaotic uh, his life story is. And it was ill to see him in like the Talking Head interviews too. Yeah. Because he has so much self-awareness mm-hmm. and so much uh, emotional intelligence. Like you could, you, I was saying this to list earlier, a lot of times musicians can put all of that emotional uh, intelligence into the music. And then you talk to them and it's like, you know, why did you feel this way? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The, the music is their medium. X put all of that emotional intelligence and, and uh, vulnerability into his music and him just talking about it, there was no drop off. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was just as like emotionally articulate as he is in his music, which was like wild to see. I was like, this dude is like really tapped in with why he struggled the way that he struggled. Yeah, I saw him in a different interview, not from this, but like he was just like, um, you know, I make songs because, like, you know, sometimes you want to feel in a shitty mood. Like, sometimes you you feel bad and you want to fucking feel worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, there should be music for all that kind of shit. Right. And I think you definitely get that from him. Um, You know, I think uh, I think he's he's a super interesting figure. Yeah. Um, and, like, they easily could have just fucking did his life story without the Rough Riders, the whole Rough Riders thing behind it. Like, you right. know what I mean? Cause he, he really isn't, he's like in the second half of the first 
episode. Like he's not even in like the full episode. Yeah. Um and you it get It feels like a whole DMX film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's really both things were really, really done. Like you say, like some of that early, early, early um masterpiece shit is fucking is great. Like just to see a yeah. lot of that shit. Um they even get the, like he talks about Pac being like bringing him on his first type tour shit. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I don't, I don't think I knew that. Me I know neither. they knew each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had toured. Yeah. Um, and like Jay Prince essentially like being his mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. like teaching him like how to be an entrepreneur for real, for real in music. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I was never no big No Limit fan. Like, I, I mean, honestly, probably wasn't ever a No Limit fan at all. Right. Um, I respected they hustle though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respected the fact that they were like, you know, we gonna make this shit work. Yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't really like the doors weren't really open for a guy like him. No, no. And he like made it happen. Yeah, I, I think like people really have to. I mean, like everybody knows Cash Money because Little Wayne became such a giant figure. Like people who didn't see the rise of Cash Money for real, for real, didn't see like juvenile, sh- like huh, and all that shit get to where it is. Like they they didn't see that rise. Cash Money was just already a figure at that point. Mm-hmm. Like all that shit, all that, like all those roads had to be paid. Like that 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 road to success has to be paid. Uh, toward master p like their deal with priority is what gave cash money the foundation for their deal with universal Mm -hmm. um and like you know you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the music to to respect the hustle and what they the road they paved man like all the success that southern rap has had a lot of it is is due to. I mean, a lot of it is due to Jay Prince and the Ghetto Boys and right, shit like right. that. Like no, and rap a lot. Like that, a lot of that is due to them too. And like, they're they're the ones. You know, it's like what they say. Like, uh, geniuses stand on the shoulders of giants and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and a lot of uh, P success is all like P success is owed toward. Um, the groundbreaking shit of the groundbreaking shit of the bay like you know what i mean those, those dudes i'm glad like they're glad you said that like e40 and them dudes was platinum in the street a long time before they had any success yep too short yeah too short all of that yeah 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 i love even go ahead i'm gonna cut you off i was i was just gonna say even um like the stuff like quantum and soul sides were mm-hmm. doing like black alicious and all of that yes. the the that whole northern california thing was based around being independent yes yeah i loved uh seeing e40's uncle or cousin whatever was his uncle i think Mm -hmm. um saint what the hell was his name shit i just watched it i can't think of my man's name he's fucking wavy as shit dog even like as an older dude was wavy as shit i was i loved that i loved that i loved seeing that shit and going like this is good like this is really well done where like they're pulling like it's easy to skip over shit like that, right? They went in like details. Yes, tell. yeah, yeah, and like for nerds of like hip hop, like we are, that shit is like you know what I mean. That's candy, dog. Yeah, that's you know the way I mean? to do it because we, 
I feel like we had all of the like uh, MTV behind the music. surface level shit. Yeah yeah, 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 you know what I mean. That stuff was cool for the time, but now the wave is like really researching and really digging in. I mean, when um, when Amazon did that Meek Mill documentary, mm-hmm. they hit me up. Word, you know what I'm saying, and was like their their research team hit me up and was like, "Yo, you know what are some of the like." Uh, like DVDs that Meek was on back in the day and all of that stuff, and 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 I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna say I'm nobody, I'm God's child, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm like, niggas don't know me like that, you know what I mean? They heard from another motherfucker that was like, oh, this guy knows Philly hip hop, yep. So they're doing that in for their their whoever my equivalent is in New Orleans, yeah, or in the Bay, you know what I mean? Like folks are really digging in and researching these projects. And it comes out, I think it comes out on screen. You can really see uh, the attention to detail that they put into this stuff. Yeah, I love the fact that, like, P was open enough and honest enough to not not to be like, well, listen, I don't want to talk about, like, how we were, like, super unsuccessful when people weren't fucking with us. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of motherfuckers bravado-wise would be like, no, I mean, I can't have people think that we wasn't popping. You right. know what I mean? Like, he was, you know, they were talking like, yeah, dudes didn't fuck with him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they thought he was a country bumpkin and he ain't really had no Cali sound and shit. Like, and it was like, yeah, that's real. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And why he's been trying to be successful since like 89, 90 and just as get, you know, it wasn't until like the mid to late 90s wasn't really starting to pop. It's because like right. it took years of getting that shit right. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's crazy. It This really reminded me that. You know, P kind of came out of that like '80s. You know, when when hip hop was really branching out to the mm-hmm. south. You yep. know what I mean? He came out of that generation. Like, yes. at one point, um, his uh, ex wife was talking about the night that she met him in a club, and they were like, "Yeah, it was '83." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, '83." <laughs> you know what I mean? You was in clubs in '83, but you know. It it just goes to show that um, this is a person who the industry didn't really have any space for. Yes, he made you know space I mean? for himself. He he absolutely made space for himself, and it, it was cool to see. And then the Rough Riders did the same thing yes. in their own way. Yeah, and I, I mean, think both of these documentaries show us how that happened. Yeah, I mean, like you, if you remember uh, when like the Rough Riders hit, like Puffy was the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, to have, and, like, even, like, Jay-Z was doing, uh, you know what I mean, the the Miami uh, Miami Vice cover and shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Jay was doing the shiny suits as well. So, like, mm-hmm. um, you got fucking, uh, you know, get at me, dog. That's, like, right. shot in black and white at the tunnel. Like, you know what I mean? Like. That's why, like, there was a long time. I remember hearing stories of, like, well, they turned him down a bunch of times because they're like, yo, he's too hard. He's too mm-hmm. hard, and we can't, like, we can't market that. Because right. mid to late 90s was, like, rap was, like, fucking blowing up. And they're like, mm-hmm. yo, well, we're not going to sign an artist who can't. I mean, you look at, uh, I bring this record up a lot, and partially because it's, like, one of my favorite records. But, um you look at the natural by uh my geronimo mm-hmm. 
and like what the pivot was to the second record. Like, you know what I mean? Right. The pivot was, yo, you need to be like fucking flossy and yeah. you need to be like shiny suited up. And yeah. that was the era when like a cat would drop his first one in like 95. Yes. But then maybe come back with the second one in 97, 98. And they would have OC did it. Yes. You know what I mean? Jewels, named the Jewels, album whatever. Jewels. Yeah. And then came with like the Jiggy first single. Now, Jewels, you listen to it now, it's like the hardest shit yeah. ever, <laughs> with the exception of like one or two songs. Yes. You know what I mean? But a lot of cats did that. Like the, you know, they, they, like you said, they tried to reflect the sound and like the aesthetic of the time. X ain't have none of that. Though, you look at, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, AZ second record. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, they're like, flying into a pristine beach on like the first right. single was like this really bubblegum poppy song. Um and it was because they were trying to like, you know, you need to cross. You need yeah. to cross over. We need you to cross over. Yeah. Um, Puff was killing it. Yes. At the time. Yeah. He was um, killing it. And you know, that's just a product of like no imagination in in the industry and not no imagination on the artist but like the people who are running their careers are going like well listen we need you to be the you know we need you to be biggie we need you to have a hit mm-hmm. single and like when yeah you know that nobody goes oh no we can't do that but like d and y were like yo dmx is who like we have a gem in dmx we're not going to try and change who this dude is mm-hmm. yeah I, I, it's worth mentioning to uh, Reef brought this up. Shout out to Reef. Um, the energy when Rough Riders really first hit, and I feel like uh, it's kind of like a tidal wave, right? Like it hits New York first, and then it like kind of uh, spreads out. Mm-hmm. Philly at the time when Rough Riders first hit, I don't know that there's been. I mean, the older cats can speak to say when uh rapper's delight first hit like the older cats can can talk about that that's like a little before our time i remember vividly when the rough riders hit it was nothing like it yeah motherfuckers was about that shit yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i, think- I remembered cats you know when like they would come and perform at like powerhouse or some shit i remember cats like crowding up down there to like to try to rap for somebody yo, yo, to 100%. get down with the rough riders you know what i mean and like the bike club shit was popping that's still popping here you know what i mean but like it was you would see cats like with like rough riders on a jacket yes. you know what i mean yeah every think, car was playing that shit it was crazy i think bike culture here in philly being what it is really accentuated that right Right. so that like put that shit on a million because bike culture was already what it was here like you know what i mean and then to have that um you know you got rough riders anthem and they dudes is on their four wheelers and Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like yo this is what life is you know what i mean yeah um so this shit hit like dog i remember when get at me dog hit and then like Rough Riders Anthem hit like the beginning of the summer and rock that whole summer. Yeah, dog. Like you, you be on Fifth Street and like every car had that shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, that shit hit like you, like you said, like a wave. That shit like crested, dog. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um, they were, uh, 
they were huge. Like they Rough Riders, and like I remember when Rough Riders and uh, uh, Rockefeller went on tour together, <sighs> and like crazy. I mean, you'll never get something like that again. Yeah, the two biggest. You you really don't even have big crews anymore. No, not at all. But like the two biggest crews, being like, all right, let's go. Because even yeah. Bad Boy at the time was was trending down. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean. At the time, it was Rockefeller and the Rough Riders. Them getting together and hitting the road. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that ever. Nah, it was. It was an insane time, and um, I'm really looking forward to watching how both things play out, uh, both Chronicles play out. Um, because, uh, I mean, they haven't even got to like the crescendo of any, like there's, these are done so well. Neither of them has been like, uh, have reached the crescendo yet. And right. like, you're already like, yo, these, these both are amazing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They haven't even, I noticed, um, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I watched that whole episode and I was like, "Damn, Swiss ain't even show up yet." Nah, he didn't. Nah, they had Dame Grease there. Yes. Dame Grease was there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Irv, like, as Irv had produced some of X's early stuff, I was like, "Swiss ain't even show up yet." Yeah, that's how you know this shit is is well done. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be so easy to jump from like, "Yo, we found DMX," uh, like outside of a fucking housing project or whatever, and like. So next thing you know, we in the studio making this dark and hell is hot. Like, it's so mm-hmm. easy to jump to that. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, like, find a way to squeeze it. Like, we were in the studio making this dark and hell is hot. And then we took him to go battle Jay-Z in a pool hall. Like, it's so easy to, like, because, you know, if you don't know the timeline, you're like, okay, I guess that lines up. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't, I, how the fuck do I know? You know what I mean? Um, it's so easy to do that. And they didn't. And they didn't take the cheap way out. Um, that you see a lot of like a lot of thi- a lot of things do that. A lot of things yeah. make this cheap like jump that they didn't do. They're like really digging in, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's hop out into our final break and then come back and talk about some new music. Yep. Word. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. 
With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs, the race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom, right back at it. Um, so yeah, you know, just just straight up and down, you know, one of the greatest of all time, my man uh, Nasia Jones blessed us with a new album. It's called King's Disease. Um, so he basically named his album Gout. Gout. <laughs> is that what King's Disease is? Yes. Like the Kings get, oh, because they were like sitting around and not doing any work. And, and eating like seafood and shit like that. That gives you gout, yeah. Wow. They had like the Yo. best, you know what I mean? They got the best food. So like, and it's and like the the acid or whatever in it like gives you gout. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Now I'm never eating a fish ever again. Nah, but, fish is um, terrible for you, dog. Don't do it. It's yeah, you know. I'm I'm a little bit uh, weary of like when Nas releases records because social media is always dumb about Nas conversations. Um, he's held to, I would say, arguably the most unrealistic standard ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. As as far as an an, an MC or an artist in hip hop. Um, people are almost never pleased. They, I think, people come into it not wanting to be pleased, <clears throat> you know. But for for me, I thought the album was solid. I think it's a solid, you know. This is a guy in his forties who's been making records since we were kids. I think it's a solid entry into his discography. It didn't really like. Uh, I didn't think he embarrassed himself. On this shit, nah. I think he's getting busy on on a on the mic. I think he's getting busy on a lot of this shit for real, yeah. for real. Um, I think it suffers from a lot of the same things that a lot of Nas records suffer from, mm-hmm. um, which is like sketchy production on some stuff, um, yeah. like sketchy beat selection. Uh, you know, some question like there's a lot of lyrics about like how women don't like you know they don't hold up they end of the bargain and you know women could be doing this and it's just like yeah women let me down and it's just like i i think you know and listen man you working through some personal issues or whatever like Mm -hmm. cool but like he's done that like the last three albums have had a, a decent amount of that on there um and you know but you know he's still a a super nice mc when he when he you know when he's at his peak he's super nice yeah um, he digs in is is certain uh, moments in his shit where oh he's yeah like really going in yeah um I think it's a it's a good record it's not great uh but like again like I, I said this uh, to somebody the other night uh, on uh, the other day like at twelve oh one people were calling it a classic or calling it trash and it's like <laughs> dude you can't do that when the album literally just dropped. Like yeah. you know what I mean? And um, I know y'all niggas ain't getting no advance because 
I couldn't get an advance <laughs> for NPR. Yeah, exactly. And you work in this industry, so yeah. So I I know they they told me at the top of this week they was like he's not sending out no advance. So I know y'all motherfuckers ain't hear that shit before the rest of us. Cause uh, you know this isn't like ninety eight, and you can't go to like you know the spot on Alani and, and get you an early copy like that's the early joint yeah nah um no nah, this is this this so can like I, I and also it's like you know i think we look a lot of people look back and go um like illmatic was classic and everybody knew instantly and it's like i don't know if that's true like right there was a buzz. Yeah. And people were saying he was going to be the guy. I think that uh, the five mics always helps. But we don't have the source was trusted then. Yes. You know, what's the trusted outlet now? Serious rap shit? Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we're not giving nobody classics no. off the bat. No, exactly. You know what I mean? No. But like, you don't like, like, like what? Pitchfork's going to give it a 10. Some nigga named Chad <laughs> is telling you, oh, this is five mics. Man, they ain't like the source and the mind squad telling niggas it was five mics back in the day. No, nah, and them you dudes, can trust that shit. Like, and I, I, I respect enough of the mind squad that they were not like, yo, we listened to it one time and it's a classic record. Like, they sat yeah. with it and listened to it over and over and over again and had a respect and understanding of the history of the culture to be like, yo, this is a classic record. Um, right. Talk a motherfucker. Um, I can't. This was this was maybe like last year, and every time like Illmatic or it was written, especially it was written when the it was written anniversary comes up, cats are like, cats cats want to come out with the take that it was written is better than Illmatic. Whatever, like that's your that's your taste. But I'm talking to somebody, and they were like, it was written is better than Illmatic. Da 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 da, da. and. As we get into the conversation, it was a re- revealed that this person I wasn't listening to rap when Illmatic came out. <laughs> then your opinion is invalid. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have like you don't you don't understand. Yeah, you don't understand. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go and argue with some motherfucker who who saw Jimi Hendrix. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, but you know, and it's it's crazy to me that Nas. Um, I, he always has to kind of answer to the music that he's made in the past. This record, so he comes in. I'm I'm gonna find it. I wrote it down because um, I'm bad with uh, titles of shit. So the first three songs on this record, uh, Blue Benz. I'll skip over the intro. Right, Car eighty five with uh, Charlie Wilson and Ultra Black. I don't remember Nas ever coming out the gate in recent years with that strong of a three song opening sequence. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like spitting on it. The production is dope. I think that, um, you know, the sequencing could have been different, but Mm -hmm. whatever. That's like nitpicky stuff. But yeah, he kills this shit. And AZ, you know, shout out to AZ. They did the firm. The visualizer, dog. Come on. They did the firm reunion joint. AZ smokes it. Nas, you know, had a dope verse. Cormega, I'm I am not a Cormega fan. <laughs> Cormega's verse was really dope and like heartfelt. The only one I didn't really like, uh 
I didn't love the uncredited Dre at the. Yeah, is, is that yeah, Dre yeah. at the end of it? It is. Um, it. I saw that it was credited to him on title. It's. It is like additional vocals by, but mm-hmm. on the record, it is not credited. Yeah. Right. And and the Foxy joint because I felt like Foxy. I felt like Cormega gave like a really like uh, heartfelt verse mm-hmm. you know az is spitting some fly shit Nas is spitting some fly shit but also like his incel shit yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? it's like Nas incel record for real yeah for real. it is but um foxy came on on some like you know top five dead or alive i just didn't feel like it it matched the energy yeah I, i'll say this though gotta give it to fox because at one point she did like lose her hearing and like crazy yeah to even be able to like come back and have any kind of i'm sure she i know she still suffers from issues with her hearing Mm -hmm. um so like to have any kind of rhythm it's really hard if you can't actually hear and hear clearly um she flowing on the motherfucker yeah yeah i just didn't like the the The, content content, it It felt like she it felt like she was like Oh, I'm I'm gonna be on Nas record. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk my shit. Whereas yes. this, I didn't feel like it fit in with what everybody else was doing. Yeah, and I also wonder, like, you know, how much is she even writing anymore? Like, I know Az still like working on projects, and mm-hmm. like Cormega still releases probably like independent shit all the time. Yeah. Um, how much is Foxy really still like even making the pen work? As much as she even was in the first place when like, you know, Jay Z knowing you know everybody knows jay wrote for Nas mm-hmm. wrote for her um her brother yeah. was writing for her so um shit shout out to uh vega vega has a writing credit on china doll like you yeah, know what yeah. i mean uh so there's um there's uh there's maybe that issue too like you know what i mean um but yeah i mean is it his best record obviously not yeah. and it sucks like i would say this man if everybody came to us and was like, yo, man, like, y'all first episode, fucking amazing. Right. You know, all the other joints after that are cool, but, like, it'll never live up to that first episode. I, that's what right. Nas essentially has to face every time he releases a record. Yeah. We we talked about it on the podcast uh, a few months back. Nas was like, yo, I'm good on celebrating Illmatic. Yeah. I don't fucking blame him. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't blame him. No, and especially because it's not like... It was his only record, really. Like, it's one thing if it's like, yo, like, we're so-and-so band. Like, Chumpa Wumba mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, I get knocked down. We're going to celebrate that every right. time. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Fugees who didn't get to do, you know, a third one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Nas, yeah. Nas been out here rocking yes. his catalog. Hove has a stronger catalog. He's mm-hmm. had a stronger run. All of that. Nas, when it's all said and done... You the the playlist you're gonna be able to put together of great Nas songs is gonna be out of control, mm-hmm. and it's probably gonna be next to Hove, and then you know maybe somebody like Drake. It's probably gonna be unraveled, uh, unrivaled mm-hmm. in uh, the genre. You oh, know listen, what I'm saying? At the end of the day, when Nas is on, he's one of the greatest artists who's ever done it. No question. Absolutely. Like Ultra Black. Is a fucking amazing song. He flowing on that shit. Yeah, that's all I need, Nas. Because I felt like like when uh the the college shit, 
Nas mm-hmm. album done. I felt like I still to this day uh, hold the opinion that um, somebody like changed the beat under a verse that yeah, he yeah, recorded. Yeah. There's no way Nas was off beat like that. Mm-hmm. That don't even make sense. The, Nas is in pocket all through this record. Presence is there. The joint he got with Ferg I like a lot. You know what I mean? Yes, I like he's that like, song. I like that song a lot. Yeah, he's I, doing his thing, and he's in different. They putting him in different uh, production mm-hmm. styles. You know what I mean? He's getting busy all over this shit. Uh, you know, divorced from you know the incel stuff, which I didn't love, and the you know oh women fucked me over thing. Like yeah. I don't love that shit. But divorced from that. And from the weight of his history and his back catalog, this is a solid fucking record. Yeah, I don't think it's bad in any sense of the imagination. Um, like I said, it's not my favorite record from him. Um, it probably falls in somewhere after like Life is Good. And mm-hmm. um, and see, part of the problem, too, is like I Am would be a higher rank for me if it didn't have such like late 90s production shit yeah, and like dated production yeah the dated production is really bad on that record um where i think this production may hold up a lot longer right um while i don't love every beat it's like quality of like production is a little is different um yeah but i really like it um speaking of jay-z uh he released a new single with uh pharrell uh um, <laughs> entrepreneur entrepreneur Chank. I really ain't like this record. I didn't love it at all. Yeah, I, re- I didn't love it at all. No, I I heard the video uh, makes it a little better um, as far as like contextually, yeah. but like I don't know. I just kind of I like it's not a good Pharrell record to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay Z doesn't add to it. Like yeah. it kind of felt like flat all the way around. It's really bland to me. Yeah, the that's... video is cool. The video is cool and uplifting. Uh huh. But the song itself, nah. Yeah, and maybe partially because I'm just so like super anti-capitalist right now. The idea of like <laughs> just like more capitalism, like you yeah. know what I mean? It feels weird, but I think uh, it just doesn't. You know, and I love Jay, and Jay's a super capitalist. So like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I love Jay records. So it's not like I'm like yo. I can't listen to no capitalist records. Like I want nothing but the coop. You know what I right, mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, but like this is just it, like you said, it's just kind of bland and like nothing like spicy about it. It's it just don't it don't it don't even knock really. Right. Um, give me some shit if you gonna give me. You know, y'all are giving me like I y'all, y'all are giving me like uplifting capitalist music. Y'all gonna give me some like get money shit. Give me some like royal flush or purple mm-hmm. tape. Some like fly shit. This yeah. shit is like this. <laughs> this shit is like uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like uh, like background music. Yeah, yeah. Elevator music, luxury elevator music. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. And maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know. But like, I listened to it and I was just like, I'm good. I don't need to listen to this. Excuse me. I don't right. need to listen to this again. Um. Also, uh, Vic Mensa dropped the tape, uh, V tape. Mm. Uh, it's really good. Work really like really like personal. Um, he like sounds like he's about to cry on a record. Really? Um, yeah, he talks about like 
he talks about his depression and like he's like dude I, I found a, i was in my crib found a book from when i was five years old where i wrote in it that i wanted to die oh wow and like he's like like he's really really personal and like you know a lot of people talk about like yo i bled on this track i bled on this album he bleeds on this joint mm. uh production's really tight on it um and he's, you know, Vic Benz is like not the greatest lyricist in the world or anything like that, but like he's really good in it, really good on this, really open. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, for the, the, like, that's what always made Pac, like, Pac was never like the greatest lyricist in the world or any of that, right? Yeah. But what made Pac so endearing to people is that he was open and honest about stuff. Yeah. He gave you that feeling. Yes. Um, I think when MCs, I mean, that's the thing, you know, speaking earlier about DMX, like DMX is never like, you know, he's the greatest fucking MC who's ever picked up a, a mic. No one would ever really make that argument, at least not legitly. Yeah. Um, but X was raw and gave it to you. You know what I right. mean? And was honest and open and fucking vulnerable. And yeah. this Vic Mensa record, V-Tape, is super vulnerable, yo. Wow. I'm going to check that shit out. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. I'm gonna yeah, check it out. I... I think you would really enjoy it because of like it's just different than like what you like a lot of people give you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's fucking a vulnerable record and a lot of people don't a lot of people don't have faith in themselves to do that. Right. So I definitely say check that out. V tape, I think is really good. I would say check that out for anybody out there. Um uh-huh. we can start rapping. Uh you can find us at Serious Rap Shit uh on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm Indy underscore SRS. That's I-N-D-I underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. You're John the Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Word. Um, we have the Abolish Ice uh, hoodies and t-shirts um, through Incest Trap and Yoga. Um, you can get it in our link in our Instagram bio because we have a link tree now. Um, uh, or you can just go to Incense uh, Trap and Yoga and... Uh, get it there, and money, part of the proceeds go toward helping families separated at the border, migrant families, um, and also it's supporting a black woman's business. So mm-hmm. you know, you get a good, you get it going all the way around. Um, uh, oh, we have a YouTube channel that you can go like and subscribe. We post playlists every week um, to go along with the uh, to like go accompany the the episode. Um, we do other videos up there. There's a Sixers hype video, but who the fuck wants to watch that now? Um, <laughs> Sixers, yeah. ru- the Sixers ruin everything, dog. Uh, right. But um, other than that, yo, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable. I want 
to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benson, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers. I always like to say I like being an actress, but I love being Kristen. So I've prioritized that a little bit more than my, like, desire to spread my wings or prove to people that I can be some dramatic actress. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to herestothing.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.